Hey guys, welcome to the audio version of the We Transform show. If you wish to see the video of this episode, do click the YouTube link in the description here. Welcome guys to the new episode of We Transform Wednesdays. In this series we bring the stories of transformers in the first person and we understand how they transformed. objective of the show is very simple we want all of us to understand that transformation has no time you can be early you can be late whatever is the time is a right time to transform to make those changes which we always wanted to and that's why we call some very special people to our show every week our guest today is ben saville and he's joining us from london ben started his journey from the bar and then he literally raised the bar Ben was working as a bartender in Nottingham away from his home in London for 5 years. He wanted to make some changes in his life because this way of working was no longer possible for him. Then COVID-19 happened. Ben returned back to his home in London and started self-education. He got trained as a business coach and decided to help others in the same way. In just 12 weeks, Ben has been able to help more than 25 individuals and make them do the first steps of creating and expanding their businesses he's young and driven and he's here with us to share his story of transformation so without waiting let's welcome ben saville to the show thank you very much for the introduction and uh, yeah thank you for everyone that's watching and listening i'm very excited to share my story of transformation and with that as well hopefully you know share some inspiration and some techniques or some ideas of how you yourself could transform not just on a wednesday on any day of the week yeah like great before, yes ben can- and that's that's incredible i i really love to have see the intent which you have behind your message and you know let me tell you guys how i met ben uh it was an introduction which happened in linkedin and you know we we got connected in linkedin but something special happened in this connection you know i connect to many people on linkedin and i come i'm very active over there but when ben uh, connected with me the second message he sent me is that hey alok can we get on a call i said hey why i was just you know as we all think i thought there must be some agenda maybe something he wanted to kind of uh, there must be something he's promoting I said okay let me ask that and he said no I want to have a conversation we are doing a network but when you are ma- we are building a network uh you know we should know each other well I said wow this is interesting somebody wants to talk and then I I went for that call uh, we spoke we spoke for some 20 odd minutes it was all kind of conversations about knowing each other knowing uh, what you what you like dislikes what have you been through what is your journey and all and it was uh, it was just this beautiful casual conversation which he did for me what i felt that i have got somebody to talk to without an agenda and that was completely different from me for me for what i see in other cases so um, that stayed with me and i i have witnessed his journey of transformation so i thought it is really important for us to bring ben here and share his story of transformation so ben we i have been i know a little bit about you we know that you started actually as a bartender and then you literally raised the bar and there was some transformation that happened but before we talk about the transformation side i would like to know something about your past something about your childhood 
how you started and how you landed in the bar in Nottingham. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to share that. So, I mean, it was due to education that I ever went to Nottingham. I went to Nottingham to study in university and the idea of, you know, the freedom that comes within within university, the idea of being away from home, starting my own life, that was really important. So the seeds of that, the, the little ideas were created in childhood, like going further back really than most people mm -hmm. ask me to. Um, and I know, of course, we're speaking about transformations here, overcoming things. And I knew, you know, that I needed to really raise the bar in my education and lifestyle, I suppose, when it came to exams and my, yeah, exams, coursework, all that stuff. Because for, pro for the majority of my time at school, I just thought it would be okay to sort of coast by. I was... Mm -hmm. I was intelligent. I was, I'm kind of smart, like generally I would say, but you know, without accessing that, without going, you know, I'm actually going to go out and learn something. I'm actually going to try and, you know, spend some time after school to learn this or watch some videos or try mm -hmm. and practice something or even just raise my hand in a lesson. I would never do that because oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't care about my transformation. I just thought, you know, you go to school and all this, and it became really important to me. I need to get these grades so that I can go to university so that I can move away from home and go to Nottingham. And of course, you know, I created this representation of myself that a lot of people would love to say, hey, Ben, he, he's not the smart guy. He's not going to uh, meet these grades. He can't put in any work. I created this representation. So it is in some ways my fault. But everyone loves to, to remind you of that, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're in school. And I remember, you know, like teachers being like, if you, if you uh, really, really try hard and all this, maybe you'll pass. Like uh, maybe, as in, yeah. you know, you've got no chance, even if you try really hard. And that was physics, which wasn't something that I pursued, but obviously mm -hmm. important. I remember that teacher in particular, and I got an A star. I got an A star in her lesson, which is obviously like the highest I could have got. I'd done a lot better than almost wow. anyone else. And I, was, and I was predicted like D. I wasn't predicted to even pass. And that was oh, amazing wow. for me. That was an amazing sort of beginning step because I remember that fueled me. That was like, I, I know some people in my connections also. I had a family member, an auntie that was really well-educated in physics. She, mm -hmm. she um, was a doctor. So she was really smart. So I was like, oh, can I go to her house and study with her for like maybe two days? It wasn't really that much. Mm -hmm. And and that's all I needed just to use my network, like kind of like what we said, find out something about someone, have someone in your network, just get to know them. You don't need to have yeah. an initial agenda. I didn't need right. to have an initial gender agenda to get on with my auntie, right? Like, but later on, oh my God, I know you, you can help me. So mm -hmm. this kind of like started to spark things and, and like now reflecting on it, I understand even more the importance of networking and the importance of going beyond that bar that you've created for yourself. So, so I, I embodied that a bit. I embodied learning from people, understanding this person knows something about, like I can learn something from this person. Right. right. So, you know, uh, uh, Ben, uh, <laughs> this has been so, uh, so similar in my story. Sometimes, 
as a child, uh, a lot depends upon the story that you tell yourself, the reality that you create around you. You know, you sometimes just reach in that phase where you really, you feel that, okay, uh, this is my reality. This is what I'm capable of doing, or this is what I'm not capable of doing. It is a lot to do with the story which we tell ourselves. And the moment we change that story, things change around us. As with your physics teacher and you, uh, you know, that challenge probably that, uh, Probably the more, the more you work, probably you can get something, but you will still not reach at a level and you got A plus. And that's a great example that you first changed that story in your mind and it changed the reality around you. Uh, so Ben, how we landed in the bar after college or was it mm. with the college? Yeah, university. So, um, so okay, so obviously after I'd passed all these uh, tests and stuff at school, I landed in Nottingham. <laughs> to study sociology and criminology. And I was doing that for a bit. But the thing is, I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if this was exactly the right path for me. I wasn't sure if I should be working or, there was lots of ideas in my head. It was, you know, everyone goes to university, so maybe I should do it. But what I thought was, okay, let me actually try and do more stuff. Like, let me just see where I can work and what I can do. So I actually started off creating like small events for myself, mm -hmm. uh, which was like, I wanted to get into entrepreneurial mindset. Actually, I did have a small job on the side that was uh, working in a pub, but that was, that was very short lived. I didn't do it for mm -hmm. very long and I wanted to continue creating events for people. So that was really cool. Uh, I was playing around with that. I wasn't really the best. I was doing it on my own back, but it gave me a step into you know, actually, I do have a passion for um, for inviting people into something, for having fun with people, uh, for having like great hospitality service. So what that led to was me looking for full time work and I'd do full time work in in working in a bar. But also what this kind of meant was I stopped being so passionate about the original reason I was there, like the original, you know, creating events, doing something for myself, being creative, expanding my ideas. And what that meant was I just started going to work all the time, you know, just go to work. And yeah, okay, I know yeah, that. Right. You just kind of go in and you, that's kind of your life now. And that's what it had happened. I'd, I'd forgot about my passions and I'd, and I'd forgot about those things. So then I started to work in, multiple different bars uh, that first place that i worked was quite good there was still some passion there mm -hmm. uh, i actually got fired from that bar and that was that was actually a, in some ways a good thing for me mm -hmm. because it it put me back to what am i doing this for why am i continuing to work in bars and do i want to be here because the easy route at that point after i'd dropped out of education after i'd got my own place and i was you know just going to work to basically pay the bills there mm -hmm. is now the time for me to, you know, give up. Do I give up? Do I go home? Do I, you know, find a different route? And no, I continued to work in bars, but again, I got a promotion actually after that. It was really cool. As in I got fired and then my next job was essentially a promotion. That was good. And I continued to do this. So what that, what happened there and the importance of that was 
oh my god i can just work my way up in this bar i don't need to be passionate about it anymore i've lost my passion but mm. i can just work my way up i can get paid more if i just keep turning up to work mm -hmm. so that happened and i would spark my passions every now and then by doing something creative but i never i never stayed in tune with it i never you know stuck to this pattern of i'm going to create something i'm going to make something more of myself i would do it here and there and that's mm. something good about my personality i think is i was always willing to sort of raise the bar even when i was at the bar do something okay. more create parties create events so even mm. so you know to speak to people uh, just to bring people back in you know i coach a lot of people in creating uh, businesses and I think that's really important and that's what I've done throughout my time bartending but a good mm -hmm. place to start with any transformation is where you are like look at the environment look at your work can you bring more to it can you look at your passions here and say I'm going to create a party that makes people more uh, that loves this bar more or can I create drinks that people love or whatever it is you know yeah. everyone's story is different it won't be about creating drinks and parties but one thing that maybe people are thinking now is yeah that's a really good idea like yes I would love to be creative but my manager won't let me or the people mm. above me won't let me Mm -hmm. you know that's what happened to me that's what started to happen to me was i would be creative and the thing is they will let you do it you just yeah. have to you just have to kind of push through it a little bit and show them why it works but for me i got into like this almost a bad mentality of i'm going to stop pushing through this bar i'm not going to do it here because i don't like the management this isn't working for me so what happened was i got back in touch with my values in mm -hmm. January of this year, I got really in touch with them because I started, you know, as I said here, I've had lots of times where I've seen my values and I've said, I'm going to do that. But it wasn't until January this year that I was really in touch with them. And I, and the reason I got in touch with them is because I had so many friends uh, that I'd made in the bars and in Nottingham that were leaving, that were going home. And many of them were like international people living in Spain, Italy, and Ireland. Those were my two, my three closest friends, sorry. Mm -hmm. And then other people that, you know, I wasn't as close with, but I could keep connections with, you know, France and other areas of mm -hmm. the UK. So it was kind of sad to me because they weren't just leaving the job and having a different job. They were, completely away from me and my friends okay. were so important that i wanted to spend more time with them and, and when they'd ask me hey ben why don't you come and I, I would love for you to come and stay here and they'd you know hardly any costs or anything they would do so much for me to go and, and stay with them mm -hmm. but i would say no because no because my manager this or no i don't think i should take time off work no you know no one else is taking time off i'm gonna look bad so I, I felt I felt like my values were being like cut short a little bit and I wasn't mm -hmm. able to see my friends and I wasn't able to be a great friend to them yeah. as much as they wanted to support me. So I realized I want to change my job in a way that I don't have to be stuck working for someone or at least, you know, I get to be more creative because I said before I get to be more creative and I could help someone and, and travel out to somewhere like, uh, Spain or Italy and go and help them there and originally I was thinking maybe marketing maybe creating events yeah uh, or, or just marketing yeah. events for people mm -hmm. and I thought okay well maybe I should I'll, I'll look in Nottingham uh, 
I'll look around and see if there's anything that works for me there. But you know, again, right. I was kind of I was kind of lying to myself. Yeah, right. In fact, you know, Ben, uh, uh, this this part which you shared about uh, that phase in life where you were going to the bar because you have to go to the uh, office, you have to go to your work, but there is nothing like a drive inside you. I guess I've seen that part. And you know, you, you don't, you're not stuck. You're growing in that career. You're growing on that ladder because you've understood the formula of growth. You know how you will grow in that organization. You will go to the next one and how would you grow? I did something very similar to be very honest. When I was in doing my sales begin in the beginning of my career, uh, you know, I, 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 never, I, uh, I never went in sales by choice. It, by, it was just by chance, I must say. Uh, and you know, slowly I learned the art. I learned how to grow as an as an individual. I learned how to close sales. I learned how to get business, and I learned how to grow, uh, how to get an increment every year for that matter. I knew really how to get that part right, and I was growing in designation as well. All that was step by step working for me. But yes, if you if I when I when I go back to the values and say, hey, is it like really what you wanted to do? The answers were not coming. I was just confused. And that's what made me think that, am I on the right path? And sometimes these, uh, these days when you realize that you are in love with the weekend and you hate the weekday, you hate that Monday and you love that Saturday, you should know that you know, you, something is not going right and you have to do a recalibration of your days, right? I guess that's, that's great. I really connected to that. So what happened uh, one off in January, you said, I think right after that COVID-19 happened as well, maybe in February or March is when the lockdown started happening. So what, what happened in that phase uh, for you? Yeah, so I started to take coaching. Like I started to have uh, a coach, uh, I, to ask, hey, in January, what is it that I want to be doing? Luckily, my coach is a family member. He's an uncle. So it was very easy throughout a lot of these times to just okay. phone him up if I had an issue. But wow. our connection was never, it wasn't always there. It, it's always been a great connection, but hmm. it's not been, let's speak every day or let's, um, you know, speak at any set time. It would just be throughout a lot of these times when something bad was happening i would call him which isn't the best way to make any transformation so yeah in january i became a bit closer connected with my uncle again not closer as in you know our, our relationship did grow actually but there was no mm. distance bef between it beforehand mm. i just sort of reached out to him a bit more and asked him a few ideas and and we and we spoke really deeply for a couple of days in january which mm -hmm. was just around the time that I went to go and meet my friend in Madrid for the first time. So like really okay. experiencing that value. And I was in touch with this a bit more. And so we were speaking and he said, you know, why don't you look into this events or marketing? Like, why don't you just try and pursue that for a bit? If that's what it seems like you like, why don't you look into that more? So I did, I looked into it in Nottingham and it, and then we had like backwards and forwards. And he said, uh, if it wasn't working for me in Nottingham, like for a place, I could always go back to London and stay with him if I wanted sure. to. Um, and I said, I, actually previous to him saying that, sorry, I said, I would like to go back to London because there's more opportunities, but I can't go and stay with my parents because our relationship's not great all the time if we're just there, you know, in each other's house. It's okay if we phone each other, 
but actually living together, I felt was going to be hard. Okay. Right. Okay. So he said, why don't you come and, and live with me in, in January in, in London? Uh, sorry, not necessarily in January. That's when he said it to me, but why don't you come and, and live with me in London? And I said, yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Uh, even though it sounded awesome, again, making that transformation was a bit hard. So it took me a couple of months to be like, yes, I'm going to do this now. This is my plan. Right. And also in that time, I wanted to save a bit of money so that I could survive, you know, really just like look after myself if I was going to put some things on hold, if I was going to leave my place, if I take a break from my job. So, so in that time, it was about saving money and actually committing to I'm going to leave all the other friends that I have here, all the jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was difficult. And then it came to March and I was leaving in March and I got picked up by my mum's boyfriend in his car uh, to okay. come from, from Nottingham back to London. And I was mm-hmm. going to stay in London in my mum's house for one week and that was going to be it just to get all my stuff together mm-hmm. uh, and then go over to my uncle's house. And then COVID hit really bad in yep. that time in literally in the time that I was in the car coming home from Nottingham to London, it was on the news, complete lockdown. All my friends that were in bars, they were told they, the, their day was cut short. They have to close now, all that stuff. Literally when I'm in the car, and that was two days after my last shift of wow. working in the bar as well. So everything's changed now in, that, in, that, in my mind. As in the place that I used to work at and, you know, if everything goes wrong, I could probably go back to and all the jobs. Yeah, yeah. and all the jobs yeah. in the future, they're closed. And I don't even know what it really means. No one knows what it means, right? Yeah. So that was crazy. That was really crazy. And then what you know what actually came of that was i didn't have anyone to support me like financially in that way to start with in the way that i was really entitled to or you know i felt that i should be entitled to that's a bit mm-hmm. of a, a weird thing to say i was entitled to it i wasn't <laughs> but they they could have we all me. have this myth in life and we yeah. realize it one day that what we are not entitled to yeah so it wasn't so much that but it was people refusing to give me help and mm. Also, the fact that I was now stuck in my family home for longer than I expected because my uncle, he looks after my grandma. So okay. the idea of being at home there, it would have changed the dynamic quite a lot. Maybe she might have fallen ill. It was too mm-hmm. risky. So I needed to be at home. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any jobs to look forward to. So what I decided was take this stuff serious now. Start to help yourself. Don't rely on this place, this place of work, it's going to help me. This place of work is going to help me. This environment's going to help me. No, you know, I'm in control of that stuff. So from there, I decided I'm going to change the family environment. I'm going to make it the best family environment I possibly can by being, you know, extremely accountable for my actions, by, by doing things that are more than fair, you know, like by really going out of my way to make this work. And then also the same, taking that mindset, like if I want this to work, I, and I want to grow as a person and I want to grow as a business, I better start doing something about that. So originally it started with sending stuff out, uh, cocktail packages that I knew it was this really cool idea that I'd come up with sending them out, trying to sell them to big businesses and all this. 
and it worked well. It went a lot better than I really expected it to based on uh, it just being a bit of an idea, me using a lot of weird marketing. But the thing that made it grow was me going out there, being really willing to be visible, to be seen, uh, and for people to see stuff and and criticize it and, and help me expand my ideas. That was what really helped for me to be willing to be visible. And then I would call up big businesses, a couple of them, and they said to me, like, yeah, conditional, yes. So, like, yeah, we'll take this on, but, you know, can you change it here for us here? Can you do this for us here? You know, all that. And we need, and a lot of it was, like, we need more proof of sales as well. Mm -hmm. So it was, okay, this is cool. This is really good. I didn't really expect to be in this position, but I can't make an edit for you here and an edit for you here and work on myself and do all that stuff for something that I actually have realized I'm not overly passionate about. What I'm passionate about is growing a business or growing myself, but it's not the cocktails because I'm trying to get away from it, right? I'm trying to raise the bar and I'm not trying to bring the bar into my life. (laughs) Um, so, So with that, what happened was I decided I actually much prefer helping people and helping them raise their bar. So I prefer Mm -hmm. helping the bars and these restaurants and phoning them up and saying, Hey, what's going on with your life? Like, let's just speak. Let me find out what's going on with your life and how I can help you. And that's what I do now. I just help people like that. I just get people on the phone. I realized that it's a lot easier to sometimes have no ideas than to have one idea. So that was kind of why we connected, right? To bring people yeah. also back to that. I didn't get on the phone to you with an idea like, hey, I'm going to improve your life right now. This is yeah. how I'm going to do it. It was just right. like, I don't have any ideas. I look, I don't have ideas, man. I, I just need you to speak to me about what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And then um, we can work from there. And, and then these little things can crop up in the future. I can help sure. you here. You can help me here. And it's like just being willing to be visible in that and also being yeah. will- willing to be visible with no ideas. Right. In fact, you know, when this is such a strong gesture, the whole concept of when you go out and speak up, when you show up every day, when you be really uncomfortable, but you still do that, uh, no matter what, as you said that, you know, there was a time when you were really concerned about how you're going to, you know, uh, maintain the expenses, how you will you will manage uh, your expenses because the the whole world where you were working, the whole restaurants, bar are all closed and nobody knows when they are going back to open, you know. Uh, and that's when you really, when you push to that edge, sometimes you are always, you know, a little lazy, little hesitant, little, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. All of that comes in your mind. But when you're really on the edge, you feel, oh my God, there is nothing left. Let me just do it. And you really take it seriously, really act on that. I think that really changes everything and uh, wonderful to know that, you know, this is what brought you in. So uh, Ben, what are you doing now? How are you helping people? You say you're helping businesses. Uh, what, what is, what is, what is that you do for your clients? Yeah. What I do is I help people bring themselves into an entrepreneur sort of lifestyle, the lifestyle that they want to be creating, not the mm-hmm. one that they seem like they're stuck in at the moment, the path that is, I want this in my life. I would love to be doing this, traveling here, connecting with these people, having these kind of relationships. I set that out with people. So I set out what paint out this big picture of what it is that they want, not what I want, what they want. Mm-hmm. And, and the kind of things that drive them in that, in that way. So drive them to passion, uh, drive them 
to perform, sorry, like their passions that drive them to perform. Mm-hmm. And I allow people to make greater financial rewards based on their passions. So even if already they're in their entrepreneur sort of mind and they've got a job going, they can always get more. They can always raise the bar more times. Yeah. And I allow people to see that because it's not me going in with an idea of how I can help you or uh, any of anyone because it's so broad what i allow people to do is have this self-reflective space so you know right now i'm talking a lot and i'm really like you know i've got this energy and that we will have a great energy if we connect but it'll be very very different to this what it would be is me sitting down with you in Mm -hmm. what i would say is a unique space so a place where there's no judgments there's no uh, there's no, I'm not shocked by anything that could be said. You know, you can have a really weird idea that goes against everyone else's ideas and I will not be shocked by that. And what I'll allow that to, to create in this sort of timeless space, this very comfortable self-reflection process is a brainstorming session, essentially in many ways, where mm-hmm. instead of you having an idea that's like, oh, I saw someone done that, and maybe I could replicate this idea or something like this. You just start to really go big with your ideas and show your personality in that and show your passions and, and dig deep there. And I, and, I, and I bring them into a space. But in that space, um, anyone that wants to enter that space with me, I, I always need to make agreements just to see if they are the right person, you know? Because mm-hmm. all you need to do is really have these three agreements and you can create your own business, expand your own business, or just improve your life. If that's what you really want to do, be expanding on passions in that way. So my agreements are being extremely honest and extremely open about mm-hmm. your experiences and you know your thoughts. So that's agreement number one. And you can enter the space right. here partially you need to also be extremely willing for the rigidity of your opinions to be challenged in order Mm. for them to expand for them to be like reflected upon and then also the third one which i think is extremely important for anyone that wants to make this transformation in their life is being willing to overcome some discomfort in order to grow as a person and Mm -hmm. as a business once those agreements are set and once you've internalized the idea that you can accept those things you can accept being extremely open and sharing your experiences with me in this non-judgmental place being willing for me to challenge rigidity of your ideas and being willing to overcome some discomforts once you have those we enter this space and your ideas just get to grow so much quicker and so much more detailed and effectively than they ever would if you was just sitting in front of you know a piece of paper yourself and you had a youtube video on the back or you or you read a book it's practice it's putting things into practice and See, I, I think people. yeah uh, you know ben this is so profound because uh, in reality uh, we all will believe to this that uh, no matter how good you how hard you try finding a friend finding that person who is absolutely non-judgmental is the most difficult part because even people in the house your family members those who have seen you since childhood have perceptions about you you know have thoughts have have some framework around you that okay this is what 
you're capable of, not capable of this, you're good at, not good at, all of that, you know, is, is what blinds the judgment, I would say. Non-judgmental status is brilliant. And that's why I guess the coach community is so helpful. If a coach can come across as absolutely non-judgmental and kind of sit and say, hey, go ahead and tell your story. I won't be surprised for it uh, about whatever you're saying. I guess that itself gives a lot of strength for us to share. And you know, you can always uh, take it to the next level, take it deeper and really add value there, right? So uh, Ben, uh, we have a lot of uh, listeners to this show who are very young people, uh, you know, uh, students who are just finishing college, who are getting into or getting into college or just starting up that first stage of life. Uh, do you have a message to give it to them? So a message, you know, where we can prove some effect, like some effectiveness, you know, I, you can make a real change. If I, if I give a message that people are willing to, to experiment with, like to play around with after watching this would be to interact with people with intention. So like to connect with people with intention, to find out, you know, to make greater network choices to find you know someone that really interests you and with that you get to grow your ideas and once you've you know had the idea of what you want to be connecting with people with the intention of maybe it's to grow like for me events i would have succeeded so much more if i went out and i was like hey guys do you like event like do you like this idea what do you think of this idea or what do you like just open-ended question what do you like finding out about people and if you have an idea and like you said we were connected on linkedin if you have a, a, an idea and you use linkedin facebook instagram just put it out there after this put it out there connect with someone connect with as many people as you can and try and make it meaningful try and make sure. the connection that you have with someone meaningful because you don't know where it will lead you like that's yep. the only reason why this has been possible is because i connected with you with an intention so mm -hmm. you connect with someone else with an intention and you really don't know where you're going to be as i said this journey for me started 12 weeks ago and we probably connected around the beginning of that journey maybe 10 mm -hmm. weeks ago around that time i reckon and it's like how quickly things have grown for me like literally my my actual environment has changed uh, as in the house the the attention that i put into detail with things once i start to make an intention and connect people to that there's so much more and just to be conscious when when you're making these connections with people for example like you said young people that are going to university make friends like go out of your way and try and like speak to people about your ideas and, and be open and share openly. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be discomfort, uh, discomforting, right? It's going to be uncomfortable. Sorry. That was the word I was looking for. It's going to be uncomfortable to share. This is my idea, but you know, you need to go through that discomfort in order to grow. And that's a really big thing to become visible. Sorry, to become invincible, you must first be visible. And yeah. I think that's important to become a really strong person. You need to be visible to the world and show them what you can bring, or at least what you want to bring. I think that's Thank important. You. It's very well said, uh, Ben. Great insight for all the listeners. I have seen this practically uh, working because Around the same time in the month of February or March, I started working on my LinkedIn profile. I optimized it. 
I then started actively communicating here. I, I used the platform to share my ideas. Also, uh, I went a little more active on Instagram and I have seen that effect. Uh, now, uh, the, the network is, is growing. I'm getting real business. Uh, they are they are business partners who are connecting and communicating. They, they're saying, okay, hey, Alok, uh, I saw your post related to something on that day. Uh, are you into something like this? I said, yeah, I, I do that stuff. So, and then we get real business inquiries. So the real stuff happens when you really go out and show up, talk, grow your network. I guess that's so important uh, to go out and speak up, and especially to students. Guys, do not hesitate. Just go out. You, are, you, you have the time to start the network building. Uh, right now, go out and speak to more people, create network. And as, as Ben said, that it really, really helps. Great. So thank you, Ben, for joining us today. I guess we, we really got inspired to see and uh, you know, know your story. That is incredible for five years into one kind of industry and uh, living your life there and then realizing one day that you have to do some kind of changes and taking that call and moving on and doing that action. So Ben, Thank you so much for joining us today. It was incredible to have you on the show. Thanks a lot. No worries, man. And yeah, just to the audience, thank you guys so much for listening. And as, as was said, you know, my links will be here. Connect with intention with me and, and we can grow something amazing there. Wow, great. Cheers so much. Thank you so much for joining, Ben. So guys, this was Ben Saville. And what I really loved about his story is the way he picked himself up in situations where he could have gone really upset or could have been surrounded by anxiety, he picked himself up and made the changes which he wanted to do for his own life. I guess this is exactly what we all need in these times of stress when we are not sure uh, what we need to do because of the changes which has happened around us. But what we know is that there is a little why inside us. There's a little why inside us of what we are supposed to do just go ahead and start doing it you will figure out the how in the way but yes when you move towards your why uh, everything falls in place slowly it takes time there is a struggle ben is in the journey right now he has not crossed that river completely but at least he has entered the waters i guess that is one of the biggest learning we can extract from the show today guys i'll come back again next week with somebody else with me and if you really feel that there is a story that has to be told or if you have a story of transformation that should come on this show, go ahead and get in touch with me. I'll come back and see you next week. Till then, goodbye.